All right, welcome everyone back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Today we're connecting the town of South Windsor, Connecticut and Weatherford, Texas. I don't know which one's cooler. We could probably debate on that for a while. We're speaking with Kaizen Turner, <laughs> IT director of the city. I don't even know who the IT director is in my city. I should probably call and, I don't know, you know, put a ticket in or something like that. <laughs> so um, what's it like being the IT director in the city? Oh, man. Uh, being the IT director, this this has been something for me. I've been in the role for, uh, what, maybe a month? Maybe it seems like probably longer. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, the, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of challenges. It's well, um, you were the assistant to the IT director to the assistant to the IT director prior. So, I mean, you must've had some insight into this. This is true. This is true. But now, now I get to hold the, all the responsibility and the, the pressure of that is, is of course, interesting, I guess. It's a good question. <laughs> we haven't talked about, we have, I haven't talked about the pressure too much on, actually, no, I have a little bit. Every now and then I have someone, it, it, we don't usually talk about it on the show. It's usually after the show and we've been talking and like, Hey, why, you know, why did you have like, you know, what were you doing during this time? And you say, like, to be honest with you, I had to take a couple months off because I had a complete mental breakdown because I didn't know how to shut work off. Which yeah. in, the, in the pressure and and people expect things to kind of work all the time in IT and don't necessarily always understand or maybe are f- as forgiving or I don't know, but they kind of expect things to work and don't maybe always have like realize that there's a human being on the other end of the <laughs> of the Cat Six cabling. <laughs> Absolutely. So, anyways, what you know? So, what is the pressure like, or what what what's what's pressurizing? I think I think probably for me one of the challenges uh, or one of the pressures I should say is is really around wanting not to disappoint um, the citizen. You know, the, being in government, it's it's publicly facing, and and everybody I say everybody. You know, there, there's some people who could they don't really care what's going on in the government. They're just glad that you know they're, that their services are being provided, the mm-hmm. streets are taken care of. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I think for me as I think about the citizens. Of Weatherford, I want to make sure that you know one, I don't let anybody down, disappoint anybody. I want to make sure that we're we're pro- providing mm-hmm. services, or at least from a t- I'll speak from a technical perspective, is uh, making sure that we've got the infrastructure and the the um, technologies in place so that all the other departments can provide those publicly facing services. And um, you know, you, you just don't want to you don't want to disappoint any any citizens, or don't want the, the public to look at it and say, man, they we should pick somebody else. Of course. Well, I've never really thought of it that way. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, no, but I mean, when I think of like the city government and I think of IT, I don't really, I think of there's your end users that you have to serve that work within the government and right. all the rest of that is how do we interface with the web page of the city? So are you in charge of that or am I wrong or what, what aspects of IT no, I, am I missing? No, I think, I think you're exactly right. Um, but for, for Weatherford and, and maybe I've, you know, I could, this may be something that's personal to me, but I, I, I suspect there are other IT guys who like this is, is sometimes we look at IT and we say, yeah, we're, we're just serving the end users. But for myself and for my team, what we really focus on is how are we making an impact really for the community? And so one of the themes for the entire city has been building a strong community. And, and we, we don't look at it as, Hey, we're just pushing the IT button and, and making IT work. We look at, okay, well, what is the, you know, we've taken care of providing this server and providing this system. 
what are the implications of that? And, you know, maybe it empowers a police officer to do his job. And now what is he doing in the community? Uh, and so we kind of look at that ripple effect. And, and I think that that while, while I said earlier, it was, you know, a, a little bit of uh, pressure. I think that that's a healthy pressure in a sense that it helps us realize we're, we're making a much bigger impact than just, you know, turning on a, on a server, um, having an impact to the, to the citizens as well. I've interacted I sit on a nonprofit board, so I interact with the city government in many different ways. Ironically, this morning, um, applying for a building permit. And when you work on a nonprofit, you have a lot of people that are used to the older school methodologies of doing things like, hey, you got to walk down to city hall and you got to fill out the paperwork. And I'm like, huh? No, you can't be serious, right? Like, no, like, you know, because a lot of people don't, they're not just, they're not technology people or they're not whatever, but they're modern days. There is a lot of technology people out there. So I just went on and I'm in midst of, I'm staring at the building application right now and I can enter in, you know, it's a, I don't, I wouldn't judge it quite. I'm not done judging this yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's a lot of fields and, um, and places to drop a file and upload it. Maybe, you know, like, you know, permits and stuff and affidavits, but it looks pretty much like I can do all of this online. So, so that's helpful. And then a couple of weeks ago, I had to reapply for, it's all permit stuff. I had to reup, you know, so I don't know if that's, if you guys interface with that, um, but I'm sure if the system was down, you'd have a lot of annoyed contractors. <laughs> so we, we are actually on the cusp of, of changing out um, our system specifically for permitting the permitting department. Um, so I, I know exactly what you're, what you're describing. We, we just issued an RFP not long ago and we've been in, in the process of going through evaluating the system. So yes, we, we deal with the, we deal with some of those solutions and um, like our, our public facing website, you know, we, we have a, um, a public communications officer uh, in the organization. He's focused on the messaging and all the branding and everything. Um, so they do a lot with that, but and so it's not so much IT sitting there and deciding what buttons get put up there, what pictures and things, and the content and everything. Yeah. Um, but the systems that, that help citizens interact with the, with the city um, and with the different departments, we, we do get, get involved in that quite a bit. Um, you know, in, and it does make a difference for a citizen who's coming to the permitting department saying, Hey, I want to, I want to build something, but this process is, is tedious or, or, you know, it takes so long. There's so much paperwork. Mm. Things don't seem to be organized. You know, those kind of, if, if that was the, if that was the case there, the citizens definitely would be, would be disappointed and they may, they may criticize your planning or permitting department, but then some, some of them may realize too, Hey, this could be a technology issue or, you know, they may criticize it. So one of the themes that comes up on the show a lot is communicating with different departments, spreading the good news that IT is no longer or does not need to be a cost center and that we're not hiding in the server closets anymore. <laughs> right. We've come out of the server closet. And the so there's this, you know, new way that we interact with teams and everyone can know that nothing gets done better unless technology is involved. And technology could definitely screw things up for sure. Oh, sure. But one, how do you communicate a with, you really have three points. Most people have their team. They have their technology team of people underneath them. 
they have that they need to coach, develop, and also encourage to not mm-hmm. hide in the server closet that doesn't really <laughs> that, does, that doesn't really exist anymore. Although it does exist in many places, right? Hopefully, not the sprinkler room, and <laughs> then meet with and communicate with the various different teams and and end users. And in your case, you also have the public, which seems amazing to me because I've never been anywhere in my life where the public IT guy has ever been on the news. And you could be the first that's ever... And if that has happened, then I need evidence of that. (laughs) Because I remember the town IT guy. I've lived in small towns before and I remember the IT guy when I lived in a town called Princeton. My brother was the fire fire chief and all that stuff. And it was just... He was an interesting guy. But what does that, how are you communicating and meeting with the teams and how are you, how is IT getting involved in the community and from a communication and involvement in the division, so to speak? Yeah, so we, you know, you, you described it very well in terms of needing to make sure we communicate with, with obviously the team. That's, you know, that's, that's crucial for every organization, um, you know, not, not just with IT, but obviously you want to be, be connected with your people. Um, communicating with the departments, this is something that we, we have not perfected yet and we are still working through, um, but realize that, that for us, it's not IT versus the organization, but IT and the organization. And, and so we're looking at how do we partner and, you know, come alongside HR and finance and, you know, some of the standard business departments, but also for us, you know, water department, electric, uh, police, fire, how do we come alongside them and figure out, okay, what are, what are your initiatives? What are you planning to do? And, and sometimes that's as simple as, as uh, you know, going eating a meal together, you know, having breakfast with, with um, some of the heads of those departments to say, Hey, let's, let's meet up, break bread. Let's talk about uh, those initiatives. Or it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's asking to, to have a seat at the table for some of the project meetings that they've got going on. Even if there's not a major IT component, we, we just want to be in the know and be in the loop to, right. to say, Hey, have you thought about it from this perspective? Because we, we realize that IT, the IT people typically think about things a little differently um, or, we might see a solution to a challenge um, that that may not have been obvious uh, when you're not thinking about it from an IT mindset. Uh, so that's we're trying to do some of that. We've also talked about uh, the the idea of going out to not just IT um, not, not not just IT seminars and events, but like for the police department is a good example. You know, talking about going to some of the software solutions that they use as opposed to just sending them and them going off to their event. Why don't why don't uh, we send somebody from the IT department? And even though we're not looking at it from how can we, how can we be a police officer or, or someone on that public safety side to, to get what I can from this? How do I look at the technology and the offerings that, that are there at those events and, and come alongside them? And in, instead of then coming back to the IT and saying, hey, I saw this awesome solution at my, uh, my event, I want you to implement this next week. <laughs> we could say, hey, we, we also looked at this and here's why we want to do it or here's why we shouldn't do it. Um, and it just gives some new perspective and it allows us to to be more of a partner and instead of being in that position of, of being opposite the table and saying, no, you can't do this or um, being opposed. So it sounds like you have somewhat of a leadership hierarchy hierarchy for the city slash town, but what are you officially a city? What are we official? What are the numbers? We are. Okay. So for the uh, city, I think our population is 30, 35,000, something like that. Roughly. I, I, I'm just, just 
Okay. Know, I don't know the exact number, but yes, we were, we're officially a city. Gotcha. And how does the budgeting process, because you just mentioned as a shadow IT kind of, you kind of said like, hey, we saw this and we want to implement this. <laughs> the is Do you guys have like the dreaded shared budget where you all have to fight for dollars or is there a, a pretty solid budget that's that's cut up every year and IT's budget doesn't change and you need to fight for a few more dollars? From from that aspect, how does it work? So the we do have we've got a great administration right now. Our mayor, our city manager. I would I would highly compliment them just in in the, their leadership. We've had some really good. Um, our, you know, our finance director is, is another example of someone that they're they're also a partner with the other other departments as opposed to, you know, we're coming and begging for the. The, the budget dollars for IT. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of organizations, especially in government, where you know the the water department they have their they have their budget. They've got a little portion of IT in that, and it's all dispersed in the different parts. I see some. I guess I can see some of the benefits and why why some of the cities and counties and you know government entities do that. Um, that's not the way we've done it here in Weatherford, and, and it, that's I, I can't claim all the. Uh, all the glory for myself. But it, it, my predecessor did some some really hard work here, and and so a lot of people in the department did a lot of work trying to get us to the point where we're at now. And that is that when it comes budget time, we're able to to go to the table and say, okay, here's what we need, not only for keeping the lights on in IT, but let's also speak on behalf of the library, or let's speak on behalf of the, the some of these other departments, and. And here are there's some of their needs, and they've they've partnered with us and vetted these through us. So, and so that way, when we come to finance, when we come to administration and have those conversations, it's not just uh, somebody from the library saying, "Hey, I want this cool system or I want this cool technology," um, but I really don't understand what it's going to mean to implement it, or I don't understand all the costs behind this. It's a far better conversation when IT is coming alongside you, saying, "Hey, we we have looked at this with them. We are partnering, and we know a lot of these extra costs." Mm-hmm. And so, for us, it, yes, there's some of that that can be put in their budget for the first year, but usually that ongoing cost of you know maintenance and support, all that gets reallocated over to the IT budget. And so, um, we don't for IT, we don't have to go and beg that department and say, "Hey, we we know you got these dollars in your in your budget for these." the system please don't use that on something else because we we want to keep the lights on on that system it's all it's all allocated into the it budget so we can make sure that everybody's taken care of and those funds that are that are allocated for those that they're being used for that because sometimes yeah i think i think probably every department knows what it's like at the end of the year uh your budget is kind of thin and you've got something you really need to get done you're like hey we could probably do without this and so you you spend some of that money uh in the wrong places i think that that sometimes happens but we've been able to We've been able to centralize the budget and be able to t- to act as a as a unified organization, as opposed to having every department be their own. Uh, you know, they do operate independently, obviously, but as opposed to them having to have IT funds and yeah. some of that shadow IT that could follow along with that. What are some of the difficult things that you've run into? What are some, just any crazy story? I don't care. I mean, it's like the, <laughs> like, is there, you know, a lot of times we speak like 
pol- like politicians like, yes, it's so beautiful. IT is perfect. <laughs> but you know, like what silos are we dealing with? What is there any low hanging fruit? Is there things that like we're waiting for it to like finally blow up and like then we're gonna replace it? Or and it doesn't have to be from your current situation. It could be, you know, anything, but what's you know, are we dealing is there any like older silos that you've replaced or good stories that you have that were like the, the building was burning and I ran in and I, I, I saved the server. <laughs> oh man. I can't think of, uh, of a, a really good story that would be that dramatic. Um, no, you know, I, I, I think for in government, we, we try to not to be on the front page. That's the one thing you don't want to do. Um, yes. Yes. To- <laughs> that's great. I no, it's great though, because we all have our different, like, you know, everyone has their different sayings. Right. And that's good. I never, never really thought about that in government. We try not to be on the front page. Although you yeah. should be on the front page every day. That's the irony of it. <laughs> is that really, it's, you know, that's what everyone wants. They want to see, are we being lied yeah, to? Guess, uh, are we, <laughs> uh, but go, but, but. We, um, we, we've had those instances where we, so we actually have another, you know, there's another organization that we uh, work closely with. Um, uh-huh. And I'll, I'll leave them nameless, but yeah. they, they had a water leak. Uh, so one of our network guys go, goes uh, goes in and, and obviously they're, they're complaining that their network connectivity isn't working and things are not. Well, we go in and a, a, a pipe had burst. And so water is literally running through the, the network switch and the battery backup obviously isn't working. Things are shorting out. So uh-huh. that's not in our house, but that was that was something that we've, we've seen uh, not too long ago. But, uh, you know, with crazy weather, you know, all kinds of things happen. We I think the uh, snowmageddon, as they called it, from what was it last year, when everything iced over down in the south here. Yeah. Um, we yeah. had we had to, we learned that uh, you know with power generators you you've got to do not only proper maintenance, which we were already doing, but you know some of those temperatures are super low. You've got to put additives into the diesel and things like that. So um, we've had instances where we we have to quickly adjust in in less than optimal situations and conditions. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as as far as, as as far as budgeting and your relationship with accounting, and mm-hmm. how is it, it? It sounds interesting because you've got you know, like say the library wants a project and another person wants a project. Is there anything that just like, is there anything that you guys just need? Or is it pretty much all supporting of different town departments? Or is there anything that that IT in general is saying, hey, we need this? I think I think there are. You know, there, there's some of the, the what we might term fundamentals. Um, you know, systems like your your service desk or your your your, your user portal, um, or you know, we we need. Uh, more VPN licenses, or uh, we we need a system that we can manage updates or push out a uh, you know push out applications. Or uh, there there are a lot of resources that we use that are not necessarily something that that the end user would directly interact with or make use of. There there are resources that IT's like this would make our lives a lot easier, or it would make it better for us to be able to serve our end users and even ultimately our citizens. So there there are some things like that. Um, you know, for for a town, a township or a city, uh, and there are probably several government organizations that that go through this. But um, you know, dark fiber is another one, um, and be having connectivity to all the, the dispersed buildings. So I think we've got thirty something locations, and so having having dark, dark fiber and being able to extend that out. Sometimes those are sometimes those are are needs that aren't typical in, in other departments. Right. Right. 
So when you say dark fiber, are you saying we need to run the dark fiber or it's existing? Or are you saying we need to trench and start doing this or what? Or purchase? Yeah, for, for us, and there's a lot of different approaches. You know, I think about Fort Worth, which is the big city not far from us. And I, I imagine they've got, I know they've got an entire team. And some of that I'm sure they outsource like we do, where the, those, you know, that outsource partner comes in and trenches for you and they'll bury the K1. And then you just manage the connections and, and you get to deal with all the blinky lights and configurations. Yeah, that sounds um, like fun. <laughs> it yeah, does. You get, the, you get the clean work. Yeah, yeah. So, is that something that's on the? Is that something that's on the? On like the? Do you guys have that now, or is it something that you you need in the we future? Do. Yeah, we we've got we've got a fire, uh, dark fiber network across the city, and we do have you know like like I said, we got thirty something locations, and rather than running you know in, individual internet connections to each one, um, we have the we have the advantage of being able to be interconnected, and it makes our makes our ability to to serve those and manage those connections, you know, it reduces our costs. It's a, then we're able to mm-hmm. as well manage them without having to, to deal with a lot of, you know, VPN overhead and things like that. We're able to secure those, those sites and configure them in a way that's a little more, I don't know, for, for a network admin, you're able to look at it in a different perspective than looking at a mel- all this. Here's 30 different uh, internet connections that I've got to now secure and keep the public or, or keep the, yeah, yeah. The hackers out of so now, now you can backhaul lights. traffic all from one one point. Is that what you're saying? So to right, speak. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, and of course, we, we designed in such a way that we were planning for redundancies and, and things like that. So that way, you know, if, if something happens or you know, a car crashes into one of the other city buildings, we don't want that to be the the weekly link in the chain. And now it takes you know, other parts of the network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have to we can design for for some of that. But that sounds like fun. That sounds like one of the more fun aspects of the job. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of, I think in other industries, I've I've been in a lot of verticals other than than just government. You know, in other uh-huh. other places I've been, they, I you don't get to have that luxury typically. And you know, dark fiber is something that's like if I want to interconnect two office buildings, man, they're, they're, that's so expensive, and and getting the right of ways and all that, it's just out of the question. So with government, it's a little bit different. Whenever you whenever you're have some of the, the right ways and things like that. I'm sure there's, there's legal uh, requirements and all that we have to go through. That's that's another department. But, uh, you know, in terms of the technical outcome for us, uh, we, we do have that benefit to where we've, we've got that established. The How many people do you have on your team? We have 10. It's a pretty small team. Uh, we have, throughout but, the city, we have about 400 employees. And so we're serving quite a few uh, with with very few. <laughs> That's not bad. No, 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 no. Just so you know, if you want to, if, if this makes you, the average that I see is one to a hundred ratio. So you've got one to forty. So if you take ten into yeah. four hundred, that's that's I mean that's pretty good. Um, yeah, unless half so of them are unless half of them are software development and they're sitting in a in in a in a room with the lights out, right? And they don't interface with human humanoids, then um, <laughs> you know then that that it's could be there. different. <laughs> the, no, but that's I mean that's a pretty good sized team for four hundred. You know, for serving four hundred people. Although, like you said, you're serving the the public as well. Are the so you have ten people? Do you guys all work as a team? Or this, or is this like ten people underneath you, or is it how, how? How what's the how is it? What's the organization? Sure. The, so there, there are Alton report to me. Um, we have there. To be fair, you know, they're not all they, the public. I should say they're not all user facing in the sense that they're providing you know day to day support. We have we have a couple that are on our GIS team. So being you know being a city, we have 
uh, geographically located resources. And so when I say GIS, I'm, you know, I, that may not, not everybody may know what that is. So um, geographic information systems. So that we have, you know, like a telephone or I should say a power pole or even down to our water sprinklers in the parks, you know, we, we like to locate geographically locate all of those resources and we, we use mapping services and uh, we make sure that all those kind of resources are, are located. So that's part of what that the GIS team does. They go and they do locates and they help with the, the mapping and provide that information for all the needs of the different departments. You know, plan, you mentioned plan, uh, planning and permitting earlier. And so if somebody came in and wanted to do a, a new permit for their house, well, that's already been geographically located in the city. We know, you know, what zoning is uh, is allocated to that particular property and some of those kind of details. So that's some of what the GIS team does. Uh, we have the network team and they're focused on, you know, configuration of, of obviously the network. Um, but that's everything from, from Wi-Fi all the way out to the edge where you're talking about your firewalls and some of your, even your online resources, you know, the, the uh, cloud services or even security services and things like that. We have, you know, a security uh, that, that kind of ties in closely with the network team security, uh, security branch of our, our team that focuses primarily on cybersecurity and compliance. Um, and obviously that's a big, big deal, you know, not just in government, but in, in really in every sector. Um, let's see, another part of it is the service desk, which is uh, the end user facing um, component of our team. Now, our, our service desk is, is is pretty small. So we have one uh, service desk coordinator. We're actually filling a role for, the IT, uh, for an IT specialist now. So we're trying to flesh that out a little bit more. Um, and then we have kind of the business, or I'll, I'll just call it kind of the enterprise facing uh, analyst team. So they're, they're, that's where our business analysts are looking at business processes. How do we, how do we come along HR and improve some of their processes? It, it's kind of where some people would say that's kind of the, the more dorky side of it, where you're, <laughs> it's mm. not super technical. It's, it's more, you've got to know project management. You've got to know um, business a little bit better. And, and how do we look at those processes and start to pair that and, and merge that with it. That's the fun stuff to me where, you know, we're, we're, we're not just using IT and being geeky about it, but how are we partnering to where we start taking those processes and, and being able to merge lanes with, with technology and, and making that a tool as opposed to, well, I've got to put the number in, in the, in the box. Hmm. <laughs> how do we start using it and, and it making the processes better? So explain that just a little bit deeper. Are we talking, what area of the, well, the dorky side, even though you call it the dorky side, I would say it's the opposite. I would say it's like the business side. Well, I got a dorky yeah, side. That's yeah. good. But it, it, it's a sign that we need to bridge. Either way, it's a sign that there's a, a gap being bridged there between um, what a normal IT guy would say is fun and, and talk about and some other dorky side, which is, I'm assuming, the language of business or finance or operations or some kind of agile methodology. What 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 right. is that specifically that you're you're talking about there? And if there is, is there a piece that you would say you wouldn't that most? Is there an area that IT directors don't typically learn or are not comfortable doing? I think that's the better question. What area of the dorky side um, are most IT directors not comfortable with? That is, that, yeah, I really like the way you ask that because the I think there are times where you know, when we've had that technical background and we're really um, you know we 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 are really geeky about all the the gigahertz and the the megabytes or the, the gigabytes and all you know, we we kind of like the technology side we we know how to 
we know how to tech it up. Um, it, there can be a temptation if we get dropped into a director role to, to solely focus on that technical and um, it's got to be, you know, we, we, we need the servers and we're focused on just the hardware and software. I, I think that for, for a director who's, uh, and for a technology person who's trying to move up and, and is most effective in any organization, in my opinion, uh, is is looking at the business side and knowing that you're really solving a problem with technology. And, and you know, the specific example, whenever we come alongside our HR department and they, they have had, you know, paper processes for, for years and it's worked for them and, and nobody's ever stopped to, to ask, um, you know, how do we, how do we optimize this? Well, we can come alongside them and start to have that conversation and say, well, see, we see what you're doing and you could do so much more if you, if you did have, you know, all this information in a system and you were able to query the, the, the databases and, and it would optimize it, it, you know, talk about making it better for the citizens when a citizen wants to apply for a job, you know, if they can apply online instead of having to come in and fill out a paper application, I mean, isn't it, wouldn't that be cool? And now you can immediately, email it to the supervisor. And so just solving some of those business processes and challenges, um, the business analyst is able to step in there and say, okay, I see what you're doing. Uh, I know there's some technology that we can use to help this. And there are ways that we can optimize and, and free up your time as opposed to let's just stick with this process because we this is the way we've always done it. We start to ask the question of, well, do we really have to always do it that way or can we, can we try something new? And that's where it really gets fun. I think you're right. It's, it's probably not so much dorky. It, it really is the fun part of IT is, is you're really starting to solve uh, people and process problems. It's kind of like technology. opposite, I would think, like because they're 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 calling you guys the dorks and you're calling them the dorks. <laughs> you know, it's just oh. it goes to show how we've come full circle. It com- it yeah, goes to true. show how the nerds are now cool. Yeah, like it's yeah, come it full circle. It's almost like, like the dumb jock. Even though there's plenty of jocks, <laughs> there's plenty of jocks that are in IT now, right? It's uh-huh. almost like the jock now is like, like you dork. You don't know how to like do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it come is, full circle. But yeah, you're right. So they, so we should be asking to just keep it simple, stupid for everyone out there listening. We should be connecting, discovering, responding with the various different departments and we should be asking them um, when it comes to X, doing your daily job, right? Whatever that is, X, Y, Z. When it comes to X, Y, Z, what is your single biggest problem, frustration or concern with technology? Or just in general, we don't even need to put the technology piece in there. We'd say, what's yeah, your bi- single yeah. biggest problem, frustration, or concern with your daily job? And they're like this, well, you know that we could use a scanner or we could go paperless or something like that. I don't know. Right. And, and sometimes it's not always, the answer is not always technology. Uh, I think you're, so one of the things we've learned in, in, in our department and with our team and some of our experiences, it, the answer to all the problems, you know, we don't want to come in like the hammer that everything's a nail. We want to, we want to look at this, you know, how... How do we solve the problem? And sometimes the answer is not technology. It's like, oh, well, if we did this in a technical way, we could, and it might give you some some optimization. But you know what? Here's a here's a pretty significant cost with this kind of system. And so there may be some answers that's like, hey, there here's some things that are still low tech uh, you, that you could do and, and make this better. Uh, and so I guess what I'm saying is, like to your question, it's it's not always that the answer is technology. It could be something else. You're right. Uh, yes. And my other question that I was thinking of before this, I've never asked this question before. It just popped into my mind. It seems amazing, but I don't know if it's going to be. We'll find out. <laughs> the If you knew, 
Oh, first of all, have you read the Phoenix Project? I, I don't I, know. I'm I like matching this on like every the Phoenix Project. It's a book. It's a book. Anyways, it's like an IT book. Okay. Like, I probably, download, I it. download it on Audible okay. today. Like I'm 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 almost shocked now that now I'm starting to know who hasn't heard it. It's kind of it's one of those things that once you go and listen to it, you'll you'll understand. So there's like this kind of like um matrix like character in the business in this book, right? Which is basically like that like a guy that sits on the board that comes in and like asks crazy questions and you know the the director of IT or VP of IT is like, huh? And he won't answer and you're like, think about it and leave. You know, yeah. and then he'll just disappear, you know. So this question is you have the you, if, if you knew who the number one IT director or CTO in the world was and you're sitting alone with him in a room right now, right, what would be, and he could solve like, I don't know, any question for you, like what would be your number one question? You have one question to ask him. You're sitting with the best director of technology in the world right now. What, would, what question would you ask him? <laughs> wow, that is, that is a really great question. Um, Man, way to put me on the spot here. Well, I mean, it could um, be like for me, it might be like, how do I automate everything and 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 work thirty minutes a day? Like, it's not possible. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to waste. Right. You know what I mean? But you know, what would it? You know, what is it? Like, what's the, your what's your single biggest issue, problem, or concern? Right? And like, if you and if you you're sitting with someone that you know has solved that problem, I want to know what that problem is, and you would ask what, what it is, and I want to know what's what's the What's every IT director's biggest keep them up at night? You know, like what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't know that. Um, you know, if I if I had that opportunity to ask the one question, I don't know if I would if I would ask them to to help me solve the the one problem that's keeping me up at night. Because and here's here's my thought behind this is once I solve it, I know there's going to be another one. And so my question to them would probably be, well, what have you found to be your best resource or, or resources? Well, what is, mm. you know, in other words, um, as, as I would think through that, and, and man, you really get, got me racking my brain on this one, but I, I think resources are, are everything, not just for the, the director or the VP of <laughs> IT, but for, for your team, because you know, my team might come to me and say, hey, I've got this challenge. And I don't have to have all the answers. I realize that. I think the, and, and I'm yep. not trying to tell myself, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to pretend like I know it all. I, I just, I, I love to be able to go back to them and say, "Have you thought about this? Or have you tried this resource? Or reached out to this person?" So I, I think with with that top of that top CIO or whatever the that that master guru IT guy's yeah. role would be, I would want to know. You know what what has been your your what's been the gold mine of resources for you? Mm. Uh, That's really and important. That way I can share that with, with yeah. all of my team or others. Yeah. Cause I've heard so many times people say, look, I'm really not very good at it. I'm just the best Googler. <laughs> I, I think I, that, that happens a lot. You know, I, I, I won't beat up. I won't beat people up who have been in that, in that position. I think that there's, there's a value to that. Um, I, I do. I feel like it's important to have technical background when you're in that leadership. Well, now I realize not everybody gets there. Sometimes there's a different path, and, and you get in that that leadership role. And I guess you don't absolutely have to have every you know all that technical capability. I, I'll just speak for myself. In my opinion, I feel like I would be shortchanging an organization if I didn't have some some technical aptitude. Um, just because I, I feel like 
it's one thing to lead, and there, there's a great value in that. I don't, I don't diminish that at all. Um, but when you get technology to you, you know, we talked about a minute ago being able to solve some of the business challenges by partnering. And if you really get technology and you understand the hardware and you understand software and how all that implement, implement, uh, integration happens, and you've been there in the trenches, uh, you bring a, a perspective to the organization uh, and being able to solve some of those challenges that someone who's who's purely a leader. And again, I'm not diminishing that, but I think if you if you don't have some of that experience. Leadership will get you very far down the road, but but being able to bridge that and bring that expertise, I think that that makes a big difference and it pro- provides a lot of value for the organization. I, I and maybe I'm just an no, no. Here. I was thinking of people that like to just you know migrate um, ERP systems or CRMs, right? A lot of times, people, sure. a lot of times, leadership. And this is comes up on the show a lot. A lot of times, executive leadership thinks that one aspect of, of IT is very, very difficult when in reality it's very, very easy. And they think something <laughs> that is very, very difficult or they think something that's very, very easy is actually really, really difficult. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so from that aspect, uh, executive leadership could be blindsided or not realize how difficult something could be or how problematic or time-consuming. And that's right. where it's very important that you have IT involved in decisions from day one. Agreed. So how Agreed. do you, you know, so I, I, I think this is like what everyone's question is, right? Is Is how do I... How do I have enough free time as IT to not be just keeping the blinking lights on and and putting out fires and ending the tickets and all that stuff? How do I have, I, I guess the question would be is how do I balance that and make sure that I'm completely involved in, in all decisions that are being made so that we don't... Um, screw things up. And then what you're saying is, is, well, yeah, even if I am involved in all those decisions, then I might not have the answer. I need a really good resource. True. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's the million dollar question always is how do you, how do you keep the lights on and then still, still stay involved? And in, uh, I, I'm not, not sure that I've got the answer to that. It, it's uh, let me know when you find that out. Because- yeah. I don't think anyone does. It's kind of like, uh, <laughs> It's almost, I think a lot of people's answers are like, I just need to find a better organization. That's like, but, um, well, no, seriously, some people just, or, but some people live and live on that. They come in, they build something, it's working great, it's automated, and then they, well, my job here is done. Now I need to go suffer somewhere else. Um, Some people love that. So with that being said, um, what is your, What's your end game slash retirement scheme? Is there one? I I personally have been trying to retire since I was in high school. So um, I don't really have like a plan other than, you know, I'm going to try and automate things in my life and do things completely differently than what society tells me to do. But from an IT, from, from your perspective, working in the town and everything, is there a, is there a light at the end of the table for... IT directors other than, you know, I don't know, contribute to a 401k? I think that, you know, it's going to depend on the, the individual. For me specifically, I I want to look at things a little broader than than just the work of it. Like, like I, love what, I love what we're doing. I love the technology. I love uh, being able to serve an organization and see the, the, the bigger impact that I'm making on, in the organization. Um, but I also realize that, that after... 
you know, we're, I'm not just punching a clock eight to five and then going home, but at the same time, we have a life outside of, of work. And so I think having a focus on that, um, this is something I encourage for, for my employees because, and I'm sure like, the, like a lot of you, we've heard about the, the great recession or resignation, um, yep. and a lot yes. of people quitting. So as a, as an IT leader, I think that's a, it's an important question everybody's asking. And I, my encouragement to, to our staff has been start thinking now about, what retirement looks like for you, even if it is, you know, five years, 10 years down the road, because you're not going to just wake up one morning and say, okay, I'm, I'm now retired. And, and this is all just going to, everything's going to fall into place. We, we've got to imagine what, what is life like, um, you know, after retirement. And so, you know, having hobbies or, or for me, I, I work with the, the, the church and, and, I'm, you know, I'm involved as an evangelist. And so there, there are things outside of, of what I do that, um, I'll be able to dedicate more time and focus and attention to once, once I decide, okay, it's time to, to pass the reins. And now, um, you know, somebody else is able to, to take in uh, the, the groundwork we've laid and start to build, you know, a bigger, better house and solve the problems in a different way. Um, so I, I think being intentional about knowing that, that I don't have to hold all the knowledge and hold all the answers because at the end, you know, I've seen, I've seen some in, in technology who they are very, they hold it all close to the vest and they hold all the information and they, they don't like to share it because they feel like as soon as they do, their value is gone. Um, for me, the more I can share, the more I can, you know, spread the wealth and spread the knowledge and, and the opportunities for experience. Um, the, the more of a legacy that I'm able to leave because now people have learned and shared those, those experiences with me. Um, and they're able to, to continue on the work I was able to, to be a part of. And so I want I want it to be not about everything that I, that I'm the only one able to provide my X factor for me. my X factor is, is connecting people in technology and being able to, to see that have an impact in, in a bigger picture than just, Hey, we, we turned on some blinky lights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's a long answer. I, I don't know if that really answers your question, but <laughs> no, no, it, it, it does. It's, it's, I guess it's just a matter of, I think it's kind of like the work-life balance question, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and what's, I, I guess the city, does the city pretty much shut down at the end of the day? So, you know, it's pretty much Monday through Friday or, or, or what? Maybe some departments, some pockets, um, but for us, you know, we, we, we also serve public safety and so fire and police. I mean, that's yeah. around the clock. And, yes. and so- while we're not sitting at our desk and staffing a service desk 24-7, we do still look at our, our team as a 24-7 department. So we may be a little groggy when we answer that phone at 2 a.m., but uh, we're still yeah. there to, to serve and make sure technology is functioning. So Because sometimes there, there are life implications, um, you know, life safety implications that, that uh, are there. And we, want to, we, want, we don't want to be the, the factor that um, increase the risk for the organization. Yeah, when it comes to technology and uh, police departments and stuff like that, I'm assuming you guys obviously give them, you know, computers and interfaces and stuff like that, but you actually give them access to, you know, when this, I'm just curious because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like my brother works, he, he's on the fire department, has friends in the police department and stuff like that. I'm just curious, when you go to do a, um, I don't know, background check on someone or a police officer and, you know, connects with like, you know, whatever database and stuff, you guys interact with all that? 
We do. Uh, we do. In fact, um, it, I would I would hope that the IT departments that are involved in public safety, that you know they would have all of their staff go through what we call it call it CJIS training. It's like criminal justice information systems, yep. and you have to actually get clearance in order to to even be involved with those computers and those systems that that talk with the big national and international databases. Uh, yeah. to do those lookups. And so we we actually make sure that everybody on our staff is, is certified before we even let them, you know, well, really, that's really their entry, their entry point. That's one of the first things they have to do. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. If there was any one piece of advice you had to send out there to other IT directors, IT leaders, um, having grown from, you know, assistant to IT director, was there any, any, any particular piece of advice that, you know, was helpful? Was there any like, you know, Hey, I, I threw myself into this and this was eventually got me here or I just did my time or I, what, what piece of it, any piece of advice that you have? Ooh. Um, so nuggets of wisdom. I would, I don't know that I have any other, you know, my, maybe my, my nuggets of foolishness would be, uh, to, to look at as much, as many technologies as you can. Now, obviously we can't specialize in everything, but, the more you expose yourself to to software development and, and networking and um, you know software integrations and and the more you're you're familiar, I think the the further you can go and the more you can bring to the table. And and again, it's not it's not solely about solving the the technology challenge, but uh, mm-hmm. looking at those you can serve and and really being that that valued partner in your organization. I think that. Um, leaders and, and others that, that have the op- have the ability to put you in those places of leadership, they recognize that effort and they will recognize when you when you've done what you can to, to provide true value um, throughout the organization. And, and I think that definitely lends itself well when you're trying to to move up in the organization or you're looking for next steps. I think that those kind of when you've when you've served in that way to provide value and you're looking at the people and what and honoring the work that they do. Um, by adding your your X factor to it, I think that really will help and bode well for for your growth in an organization. Awesome! Thank you so much for being on dissecting popular IT nerds. Everyone out there listening, Thank you for yeah, yeah. If you if anyone out there listening, if you like the show, which I've I've been told a lot recently that people listen and and enjoy the show, please, please go to Apple iTunes scroll down to the bottom where the review section is. It's kind of hard to find. I don't know why they make it so hard to find. Scroll down to the bottom, find the reviews, click the number of hearts or stars or whatever it is, but actually write in your comments because that's what helps grow the show and make it more viral and and all that type of stuff. But actual real comments is what matters most to all of us. Anyways, so again, thank you so much. And everyone out there listening, thank you. (laughs) 